It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, I'm so excited to talk to our next guest right here on The Blackfern Show. He's a Welshman who now calls New Zealand home. He's been here for almost two decades and he's entrenched in women's rugby, both sevens and fifteens in the Manawatu region. A number of his players that he coached at high school are now playing at the Rugby World Cup and for different nations as well. It's an absolute honour and a pleasure to welcome in Rob Jones, who's head of PE at Fielding High School. Jonesy, they call you. Welcome into the programme and thank you for giving up your time. No, thank you for having me on. Before we actually get into some of these players that we've coached, I'm so curious about the background uh, on yourself. Where did your love of rugby come from? Oh, I've been, I, was, I started playing, I think, as a five-year-old um, from my local club back home. It was Pontaclean uh, Rugby Club. I played for, then I uh, moved up and played for Pentur when I was um, 16, 17. I played for the youth team there. Um, then I moved to London to uni and then played for the Welsh Exiles and Borough Road College it was at the time, which was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a long time, been involved in the game a long time, but only really girls rugby since I came here. So how did you become Jonesy of Fielding High? Because you are now literally known around the world. I, I, I wouldn't go that far around the world. Um, oh, I was. I think. I think in my last before I moved over, they, they called me Jonesy. I'm probably a bit a bit laid back around 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 that, but um, that's just me, I suppose. Um, yeah, just got involved with the girls over here when um, the, the, the the coaching staff left because their daughter had left at the time, which which makes a lot of sense. Uh, so the parent came in and and was coaching, and um, one of the teachers got on board to help a new teacher, and she was. Um, she played a bit of league, so apparently she could coach rugby. Um, so I thought I, you know, I got asked if I could give her a hand, and I did. And yeah, that was not 2006. Yeah, she's now my wife as well, so that's pretty, pretty cool. Oh, that's a great story. Your your wife, so she must be a Kiwi then. Yeah, she's a Kiwi. Yeah, yeah you... she's a Kiwi. She she moved up from from Wellington and was doing a, doing her um, teaching stuff at the time, and then yeah, she got into into the coaching side of it and then um, and then I started giving her a hand and then yeah we spent quite a lot of time together I suppose. Well you obviously make an incredible team uh, and you've got four daughters as well so you were surrounded by women all the time but you must enjoy it you must enjoy coaching these ladies. Yeah I do I do enjoy it the the girls are great to work with they you know they listen they they're keen to learn they're keen to to grow um, both on and off the field which is great um, and it's uh, it's it's been a great journey, and it, yeah, yeah, my daughter starts here next year, so it's, uh, it, it keeps on going, I suppose. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, let's go back to 2006 um, when you first took over the Fielding Girls Rugby Program. What was it like back then? There was, there was some great girls involved, um, and there's plenty of talent available there, but I suppose... Um, I was lucky enough at the time to be coaching with the first 15, so learning. So Braden Whitelock was coaching, so he was getting a lot of his stuff um, 
because he was heavily involved in coaching and the White Lock boys were there mm. and I was I was helping with that, which was great. And um and I started doing the same stuff with regards to the the girls at the time. So I was learning at the same time and passing it on. So the girls were just thriving really in that environment. And Sarah Hedeney is one of the players that came out of your school. We all now know her now because there's so many accolades that she's won, right, from World Rugby Player of the Year, New Zealand Player of the Year, Olympic medals, World Cups. She's done it all in both codes. When did you first come across Sarah Hedeney? Oh, gossy, eh? So, um <laughs> She came. She's a hockey player. She was a hockey player, um, and she was involved in the girls' hockey as a year nine. And she she came over to the rugby one day and just said, "Look, look, I I love my hockey. I just want to do some extra fitness, and I like a bit of physicality. So can I come in and be involved in the rugby program just to just improve my fitness?" And we're like, "Yeah, of course you can come in. You know, we're encouraged to get anyone involved." And um, I think the first contact session, she picked up, picked me up and stuck me on the floor. And I said, oh, yep, she's going to do all right this one. Um, but, yeah, that was as a year nine, so she would have been 13. And what did you see in her back then? I mean, could you have ever imagined when she first rocked up, this hockey player, and put you on your back, that she would go on to achieve everything there is to achieve in the game and be one of the best players in the world? I suppose I was, I'd only been coaching a few years, so I, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, I suppose well, I wasn't sure what I was looking for, really. But um, she's always, she's she's always um, been there as a, for me, she's probably the hardest working player I've ever been involved with. Um, if she wasn't the best at something, she'd work hard till she was the best. Um, and that is something that she keeps, you know, and that comes from her mum and her dad. And her family, like she's always worked really, really hard. And if she wasn't great at something, she worked hard until she was. You know, she turned any any weaknesses she had into a strength. Um, and even talking to her, oh, geez, just a couple of years ago, I was having a chat, and you know, she she doesn't want to just be the best, you know, the best seventh player in New Zealand. She wants to be the best player in the world. You know, mm. and that's her mindset, and that's the work. And you could see that in a in a, in a young girl coming off the farm. And back then, was she a number seven? What was she playing? <laughs> oh, so yeah, she she played. She started off. You know, I suppose back in the day, anyone who had not played a little bit of, of rugby before were like, well, the best way to learn is to play. <laughs> um, and we'd stick them out on the wing, and they would just uh, get a feel for the game, get a bit of contact, get a bit of an understanding around the game, um, and then work out. Once you see them play a little bit, you can work out where they sit. So. She played the first probably few few games on the wing, and then she moved in, and she played most of her time at um, at ten for us. You know, she could kick, she could read the game, um, she had a great pass, so she had a great skill set. Um, so she played a lot of her time at at ten. And this is obviously why she can do it all now on, on the field as well. She's an absolute superstar and she is such a pleasure to watch. We'll move on to uh, another one of the girls that came up through your program as well, and that is Georgia Ponsonby, who was seen in action as a hooker. What was she when you first saw her and what was she like? Georgia was a, she was in our A1 netball team. She was a, a top netballer, good good ball skills, good footwork, um, 
and she she was pretty quick back then as well. So I think she started at centre for us. That was her first taste of it, if I remember rightly. She started at centre, and then she moved pretty quickly into into number eight. Um, she was a pretty strong ball carrier, good fend. She could offload. Um, those kind of things. So she, that's where she spent most of the time, either at seven or eight or six, depending on, on what we needed at the time. Um, I think it was a great move by, by Canterbury to put her into the into into hooker. You mm-hmm. know, she's she's really stepped up into that position. Again, you know, similar to Gossie, she's a, she's off the farm, but the back of Ty Happy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so she would have been up early work. She, she's not shy of hard work, you know. Yeah. So she making the move from eight to two, um, would have been a lot of lot of work for her to get the throwing, get the positioning, you know, um, and she's um, got a lot bigger and stronger as well and more physical. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see her in that position. And when you watch these women on the world stage, what, what's the overriding emotion for you? So, oh, so special. I was lucky. I went up to Fangaray and watched, uh, cool. we talk, I imagine Amy, I watched Amy play against France and then, and then went down to Waitakere and managed to watch watch Gossie and Georgia play against Wales. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, that was good. My mother was in the crowd supporting Wales, and I was I was dressed in black, and she wasn't too happy. <laughs> well, you won in the end, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely. So no, it's really it's really you know I messaged the girls the other day like it's just so good watching their journey, you know, yeah. and just to, to say that you've had a little part of that for yeah. them, you know, which is great. It is so, it's unbelievably special. And another woman who you just mentioned there, Amy Cocaine, who has been on the field for England. She represents the Red Roses as a hooker as well. Um, when did you first come across Amy? Like, how far apart were all these ladies? Did any of them cross over? So Amy and Gossie played together. I've got, yeah, I've got some great pictures of Amy as a little year nine and Gossie a couple of years older. So Amy, um, Amy started in 2009. I probably, I hope I get this right. 2008 or 2009 and Gossie finished in 2010. Georgia wasn't until 2013, 14. She, or 2014, I think, Georgia. Because uh, she didn't start as a year nine. I think she came in as a year 10. Um, so yeah, Amy, Amy and Gossie played played in the same sevens team, which was pretty cool, and uh, played fifteens together as well. And, and what's Amy's story? Because she's obviously representing the Red Roses, but she was living in New Zealand. So how did that all work? Oh, so Amy's family had moved over with the Air Force, um, two thousand seven or eight, I think, and she was playing rugby for Bulls and then um, she came up to film high school as a year nine and dad came with her and dad had been involved in cocaine and, and Sharon um, so they came on board as uh, a co- coaching with me and managing which was outstanding um, because Ian had done a lot of coaching before so I, you know we probably made we made a really good team there coaching and managing which was which was awesome um, yeah and then Amy Amy played again she, she played at eight for us you know, she's physical, yeah. great ball carrier. You know, she'd take at least three or four people to put her down and create space um, for us. Um, she she was under 16, I think. She was, she was six, 15, 16, and she got called up for the Blackburns for a, a wow. trial competition. Quite a trial 
Uh, it was just a trial, but there wasn't much funding back then. Um, they couldn't afford to help her with travel or anything, so we think Dad took her up and took Suey up at the same time, I think. Uh, so they went up together and, and trialled under Brian Evans, I think it was at the time. She was a little bit on the on the outer. Um, obviously, as a 15, 16-year-old, it was very scary, but um, you know she realised then that her heart was probably with England rather, mm. than, the, rather than New Zealand. Um, yeah, so we had a we had a bit of a chat about that, me and Amy, and talked about what she wanted to do and where she wanted to go, and and she wanted to play for England. So we we tried to help her get on that path, really. It is so amazing to have three of these women who have come through Fielding High School to be, to now be representing their countries on the biggest stage of them all. Um, for you, I've got a couple of questions that I want to ask you. Um, what what's been the highlight over all the years? Uh, all of these players that you've, as you say, played a little part in their journey. What's been the highlight for you? What's been the best thing about it? Jeez, oh, um, the the best bit really has probably been just getting to see them live out their dreams really you know as a as a teacher and a coach you all you really want is the best thing mm. for these players and whatever that might be you know we we keep in touch with players who have just settled down with families and it's, they're living their best life and these girls have chosen professional rugby and they're living their best life and just being a having the opportunity to catch up with them and you know seeing what they are achieving and and how well they've progressed as players and individuals like they're fantastic they're not they're not kids anymore but they're Mm. fantastic athletes and people um and that's really really you know you take a lot of you take a lot out of that and it's it's great to see them achieving what they want to achieve yeah it is I love that. I love that so much. Before we let you go, Rob, because uh, I am cautious of your time on a public holiday Monday, so thank you so much for coming on. But I feel like it's inevitable at some stage New Zealand and England are going to meet in this cup. So when they do, what do you do? Do you sit there with one of those split jerseys on with England on one side, New Zealand on the other and Wales on the back? Or how do you watch that game? You win either way, don't you? Rugby, the old cliche, rugby's the winner of the day that day. Um, oh, it's quite funny. Uh, like, I, I wore an England jersey up in Whangarei watching um, watching Amy against France. Um, I had my Blackburn jersey and underneath, but I had a, I had a England hoodie on top. Um, my daughter was up there with me and she, um, she had an England jersey on because she can play for England or Wales or all the Blackburns, but the only team she wants to play for is New Zealand. Nice. Um, I suppose when it comes when it comes to that, I'll be I'll be supporting all the girls, but I'll be supporting the Blackburns. Yeah. Um, and Amy Amy knows that, but I'll be supporting Amy. You know, if she can have a really good game, really good game, but you know, I'll be hoping the Blackburns will tip them over. But if you know, as long as the girls perform and they do their best, I'll be happy. Well, that's the final that we all want to see, isn't it? New Zealand taking on England, hopefully, in three weeks' time at Eden Park. And we no doubt you'll be up here then as well. Rob, thank you so much for coming on the programme and thank you for everything that you have done for the sport in New Zealand. Uh, The women's game needs more champions like you, so thank you. Thank you very much for your kind words. Thank you so much. Rob Jones joining us for the Black Fern Show right here on SENZ. 